0: Ask most truckers what they know about Omaha, Nebraska, and they'd probably tell you about the giant coffee pot perking over the Sat Brothers truck plaza on I-80 at the Waverly Interchange. But it was another coffee dispenser at another cafe that earned the Big O a starring role in what may be the biggest moment and biggest lie in trucker music history. Looking for Mavis. That lie, created to goose sliced bread sales at a Midwest regional bakery, snowballed into a national obsession that not only changed the life of an ad executive who wrote and sang the song, but also led to the creation of a whole new style of music and altered the English language. I'm Brad Coon, and in this episode of the Boss Cast, we set out in search of C.W. McCall the Bigfoot of trucker country who blew across the American music landscape in the mid-1970s, stirring things up like a prairie twister, and then disappeared, never to be heard from again. For those of you keeping track, this is episode two in White Line Fever, our ongoing look at trucker songs in country music. So turn it up and sing along to the songs of our people. You're listening to BossCast, an opportunity media group production that raises awareness for our nation's professional drivers. With news, information, and entertainment that cover all things trucking and the topics that affect you most, BossCast keeps you informed with the stories and the people and businesses behind the stories that move our economy. Enjoy the show. breaker uh, breaker nine. this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. C.W. McCall appeared out of nowhere in 1976, taking the American music scene by storm with his breakout hit Convoy, which topped both the country and pop charts and inspired a 1978 movie starring Chris Christopherson. The biggest impact, however, by far, was the song's impact on the sales of CB radios, which soared from the tens of thousands in 1975 to an all-time peak of 13 million in the year after the song came out. His song literally made CB radio's the best thing since sliced bread. Over the next two years, this trucking troubadour would produce a phenomenal six albums of original music backed by an extremely tight band known as the Fort Calhoun nuclear power plant. And then just as suddenly he was gone like a rumor in the wind, or Sandhill Cranes on a warm April morning in Nebraska. You won't find any birth record for C.W. McCall. You won't find his tombstone in any graveyard. And C.W. McCall never made a dime on any of his songs. And why would he? Because C.W. McCall never existed. The face and voice most people associate with C.W. McCall belonged to Bill Fries, an Omaha advertising executive whose previous music credits had involved playing clarinet in a Depression-era traveling show with his parents. Fries created bread truck driver C.W. McCall in 1972 as a character for an advertising campaign for Old Home Bread, the flagship brand of Metz Baking Company, a regional bakery in nearby Iowa. In addition to hawking bread, sticky buns, and fruit pies, the ads chronicled a budding romance between the fictional McCall and Mavis Davis, a waitress pouring coffee and serving up plenty of old home baked goods at his favorite truck stop, the old home filler-up-and-keep-on-truckin' cafe. The ad doubled old homebred sales and won Freeze and his agency top advertising honors in 1973, beating out more expensive campaigns for Kodak and other national brands. TV stations reported that viewers were calling in asking to know when the commercials were scheduled to run. And in 1974, MGM Records in Nashville released a remix which reached number 10 on the country charts and landed Freeze a recording contract. At this point, Freeze and the label came to a moral dilemma. Come clean and sign Bill Freeze to a recording contract in his own right, or lie and bring the fictional truck driver back to life, with Freeze, the clarinet-playing ad executive, replacing the actor and taking on the persona of his fictional character, the truck driver C.W. McCall. Freeze shed his tan shoes and wide-lapel leisure suit and replaced it with boots, jeans, denim jacket, and sometimes a a leather vest along with a cowboy hat and tinted glasses that made him look suspiciously like John Denver after maybe twenty years of truck stop grub and a couple million miles on the odometer. He released his first album in early 1975 and had a couple of hits, Wolf Creek Pass and Classified. In addition to the old home filler-up and keep on truckin' cafe song that made it into the top 20 country charts, but it was a song on his first album, released shortly before Christmas that same year, that changed everything. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Convoy made it to the top of the country chart before Christmas and crossed over to become the number one pop song in America in January, selling over 2 million copies. It was the top selling country song that year and today has sold more than 20 million. The song, regarded by many to be a novelty song, really struck a chord with truckers, the heroes of Convoy who were, at the time, engaged in a real-life existential struggle with federal regulators. Sounds familiar. A lot of drivers could relate to the song's main character, a trucker with a CB handle, rubber duck, who uses a CB radio to organize a rolling protest of speed limits. Although Freeze has said the song was mostly inspired by colorful CB slang, the song debuted during one of the most violent and politically charged periods in American trucking history. In 1973, J.W. Edwards, a 37-year-old trucker from Overland Park, Kansas, became a legend when he ran out of gas and parked his truck sideways on I-80 near Blakeslee, Pennsylvania. Keying the mic on his radio, broadcasting a list of grievances about fuel rationing and plans to implement a national speed limit of 55 miles an hour, Edwards broadcast to anyone within earshot using the handle River Rack. His message was heard by hundreds of truckers who rallied to his cause, shutting down I-80 in both directions and backing up traffic for 12 miles. Freeze, who was not a trucker himself, and by his own admission not particularly fond of country music, perfectly captured the spirit of the truck driving profession and the spirit of the road. He was also blessed to have teamed up with the perfect music collaborator, Chip Davis, a jingle writer who worked for the same agency. And while it was Freeze who wrote the lyrics and stood behind the microphone, it was Davis who composed the music. Both continued to work at the agency through the production of the second album. And Davis had his own side hustle that was quickly turning into something remarkable in its own right. More on that in a minute. The spirits were very old and they had fought many wars with the eternal winds and the ageless rivers of ice. But still they remained awesome alive, and hauntingly beautiful. These were no mere hills. These were the towering, battle-scarred summits of the San Juan. Fries and his son were so taken by the majesty of Colorado's San Juan Mountains and the Great Divide that they moved to Ore, Colorado near Wolf Creek Pass and threw themselves into a years-long obsession, creating a multimedia musical slideshow called the San Juan Odyssey. The Odyssey was narrated, of course, by C.W. McCall. Music for The Odyssey was provided by Chip Davis. And now about Chip Davis's side hustle. In 1974, when C.W. McCall, the singer, was still a twinkling in the A&R department at MGM, Davis published an album of experimental music combining neoclassical compositions with rock rhythms, synthesizers, and advanced studio wizardry. The album, which Davis called Fresh Air, was so new and different that no major record company would touch it. Undaunted, Davis formed his own label and began distributing the music as American gramophone. Although most of the instruments were played by Davis himself, he recorded the album under the band name Mannheim Steamroller. Fresh Air was a hit with music junkies, but the band's success soared with the publication of its first Christmas album. Today, the Mannheim Steamroller Christmas Collections rank among some of the most widely played Christmas music in the world. So it was fated that C.W. McCall was destined to have a short life. He was a product, not a person, and the people behind the product had other worlds to conquer. Fries stayed in Ore and was elected mayor in 1986 serving for six years. He still lives there today at 92. Davis, 73, still lives in Omaha and still records and performs as Mannheim steamroller. Fries, who is in ill health, no longer grants interviews. Davis was unavailable. And that bosses is the totally true story of the totally fake trucker behind the most popular trucking song of all time. As an Omaha boy, I've known and told this story for a long time. In doing my research for this podcast, however, I came across another Bill Freeze song, one that predates both Convoy and the old home filler up and keep on truckin' cafe. This one recorded in 1969 even predates Freeze's collaboration with Davis. It was Free's first big hit, although it didn't really get a lot of play on the radio. It's not a trucking song, but it is, appropriately, a song about hauling freight, and we'll play us out on that. Pacific, and our story's just begun Thank you for listening to episode two of White Line Fever, an exploration of trucking songs and trucking music be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications so you don't miss any of the episodes to come. And of course, if you like the show, leave us a review. Because at the end of the day, we can't do this without your support. For The Boss Cast, I'm Brad Kuhn. And why do we do this? Because you're the boss.